Welcome back, guys. I thank you so much for tuning in with Rusty Moy on this amazing day, but most importantly, on this amazing hour. We are in the beginning of a new year of nothing but prosperity, change, and opportunity. I'm speaking nothing but light in the essence of 2023. I'm beyond measure and excited for this new year and this new venture of opportunity. That's going to present itself in this season of greatness. I thank you so much for joining me. If you're new to this platform, there's an array of episodes ahead. And I've had an array of episodes behind me. But walk with me in this journey on education, right? Education 101 is key to anything we may be going through. And second is our finances. In episode 101... I'll be having a discussion about African-American students will get extra funding under proposals before legislator. Okay, so I'm diving in. Some of the California districts with African-American students currently the lowest performing ethnic or racial student group would receive additional funding under a bill that's passed its first legislative hurdle last week. Without a support of these organizations and representing both schools and districts and charter schools as sibling, you know, different obligations to get this funding and to break that hurdle, right? There's many individuals in that California district that are helping to break down barriers and break down a hurdle. So that bill can be passed to help African-American students perform, right? So you have authors, mentors, teachers, and so many others that want to help, right? They want to address the presently low academic achievement of the states of 350,000 black students only in counting. Now, it's the time to fix educational inequities and target resources to students most in need. During a hearing before the Assembly Education Committee, where the bill passed without opposition and with just enough members to present to move it forward, AB 2635 does not specifically identify African-American students. I reiterate, AB 2635 does not specifically identify African-American students they would qualify for extra funding based on the standardized test scores in math and in English and language arts. The bill would add lowest performing students subgroups or groups as a new category under the funding formula. The legislator passed the funding formula way back in 2013 with the intentions of providing more resources to students most in need. But I'm going to stop right there. When they say most in need, what is a child of African-American being in need? What do they look at that being in need? The culture, the demographic, the zip code where you come from, uh, the, the standardized test scores make you in need. All children are in need. All states, all countries, 
point blank. They're in need. Okay. So there's no specific zip code demographic um, standard testizing scores that I would go by if I was in this position to say that this child or that child is not qualified for funding or, or another thing. They go through, they go by the household size to say, okay, they're not qualified for this. They're not qualified for that. Do you know how many years all people, not just African-American, Latino American, all people have been addressed by their household size? I don't agree, never will agree, and won't agree in the future because we're not going by household size to know that, okay, I'm going to go by the household size to see if this person needs food stamps. All people should qualify for food stamps. All people should qualify for funding for education. All people for, should qualify for housing. All people should qualify for educational resources for college, okay? K through college. That is a need. And there are many other things I can go on and on and on about that is of need. Doesn't matter if your zip code, doesn't matter your culture, doesn't matter of how much you're earning in your household, because that should not be something that they look at. Because that household size number could say one thing, but it's the numbers of everything else that's going on. Because it could be one thing for the education and another thing for extracurricular activities. So anyone that has a child or has a friend has a child or have a niece, a nephew, a godchild, they will understand that children need all resources. Every resource. There's no limit, no cap on education resources, clothing, food, um, tutoring, programming, um, after school help, babysitting, there's no cap on the resources of a child, okay? And as I continue on, guys, you can hear the stress and the power in the tone in 2023. But I'm telling you, this stress and power in this tone has always been in me because of the fact that I see and have seen working with children, helping children with inside the kingdom, outside of the kingdom, um, people I know, people I did not know, just helping. I know that children always need a resource. There's not something that a child won't need or something may come up that they won't need. Adults, we can say, I'll put it on the back burner. I'll come back to it. But when it comes to the needs of a child, there's no cap on that. Okay. So continuing on guys. It provides 20% more than the base grant for English learners, fostering and homeless children and low-income students, those who qualify for the free reduced price lunch program. Right there, all students should qualify low, medium, high income for the, the, the programming for lunch. That's just something that should just be giving out. Should, and some states and some countries, certain people don't qualify. Don't like it, never did like it. As I continue on, students get the same amount of regardless of whether they fail into multiple categories. Sometimes they do and sometimes they don't, depending on the district. OK, so some I'm, I'm going to say I'm not going to say multiple sometimes. OK, so I reiterate sometimes such as the low income English learners. Since about three quarters of African-American students and the state already qualified for supplement grants, the remaining quarter, about 92,000 students would account for the extra funding. African-American students make up 5.6% K through 12 enrollment in the state. Supporters of the bill estimate about $360 million would go to the districts to use for services and programming targeting African-American youths. Youths. 
the amount would be less than 1% of the total budget for the funding formula next year. Districts with the large numbers of nine low-income African-American students, including some of the state's largest districts, Los Angeles, Long Beach, San Diego, San Francisco, and Oakland, plus Fairfield, Susan Sun, and Valley City, okay? So with a short commercial break, I'm going to continue on in this episode. So don't go anywhere, guys. It gets better from here. If you just joined in listening to Rusty Moy, don't allow this to be your last episode. On this platform, we have discussions about entrepreneurship, learning, Spanish one-on-one, and ESL, inflation, infrastructure, entrepreneurship journey, and the journey of African Americans and Latino Americans finding funding K through college. Don't go anywhere. It gets more amazing from here. Join a platform of information, structure, love, gratitude, most importantly, the realization of everything that's going on in our lives. And we need more leaders, educators, mentors, teachers, and families to take part in the effort of educational journey. Welcome back, guys. I thank you so much for tuning in. If you just started listening in to this episode, guys, don't allow this to be your last listening session with Rusty Moy. Episode 101, African-American students would get extra funding under proposals before legislator, right? So I don't want you guys to drop off the handle right now when it just gets good talking about what's going on and what we need to be prepared for. Black students are the lowest performing student groups next to students with disabilities. It's what people believe. And I'm going to break that down. Black students has never been the lowest performing students and will never be the lower, lowest performing students. And people with disabilities can outperform others. That's what has been said. And I've read that in my research and I'm here to tell you that all, stu- all students perform highly with the right help, the right mentors, the right educators, the right family support. So there's no low performing student or any child with a disability that can't perform. Hello. Who would be excluded under the bill because they are already entitled to extra federal and state funding outside of the funding formula? That is the excuse of the individuals that won't provide funding. So they put it as their standards testing scores were too low. Their zip code doesn't match up. They have a disability and they don't qualify. We can't do it because this child's not ready. Well, that's put planning and uh, programs in place to allow the child to be ready. That's work with our children and make sure they're ready. That's put our children in the right educational programming. That's not allow the teachers to be the vessel and the head. 
Let us be the vessel as parents and mentors and the tell. Don't allow people to tell you that your child is not good enough. Don't allow people to tell you that your child can't get into a private sector or a Catholic sector because y'all don't have the money and because your zip code don't match up. That is a lie, been a lie, and going to be a lie. And don't allow anyone to tell you that your child can't participate in an extracurricular activity because they're not ready and their grades hasn't equaled up for them to be in the programming. Their grades have nothing to do with the programming. They just shutting the door. Don't allow people to shut the door on you and your family. Don't allow people to say to you, you know what? We had the 360 million cut with the funding and we just cut it off today. Guess what? Let me be 361 million, 362 million, 364 million. Don't allow people to keep pushing you out. Don't allow your zip code to be a barrier. Don't allow your color to be a barrier. Don't allow what you've been through to be a barrier. Don't allow it to be a single home to be a barrier. Don't allow it to be that there's a grandmom and grandpa or grandpa or grandmom raising the grandchildren to be a barrier because you as a single parent, grandmom or grandpa, you are qualified. You can, you more experienced because you've done it two times over. You doing it the second time around with the grandchild. So don't allow them to tell you that you aren't good enough. You're not qualified to put in the work because you know what? You're the experienced grandmother. You're the um, seasoned grandmother. You're the seasoned grandfather. So don't allow that to be something that stands in your way. I'm speaking out in 2023. I can't no longer turn a blind eye on education as an author. I can no longer turn a blind eye when I know that I have all the necessities to speak up and speak out. I can't allow what my fifth and sixth and seventh and eighth grade teachers done to me to allow me to shut the door on another fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth grader. I'm speaking out today. And I need you to stand firm next to me in this journey of education. Only 31% of black students meet grade levels of standards in English language arts. Do you, do you believe that? Do you stand next to me and say only 31% of black or Latino Americans meet the grade level of the standard English language art compared with the state average of 49% or of 19% meeting the grade level of standard in math, half of the state average? Do you stand in this journey with me and say that the research and the statistics is right? Or do you say that it's wrong? I believe that they're standing 3.678 million higher than the average. That's what I feel. That's what I know. The disparity is wide between non-low income African American students and non-low income whites and Asians. Do you believe that? In the reading, 48% of non-low-income African-American students are at a grade level compared with 84% of a non-low-income Asian and 72% of the non-low-income white in math. And 32% of non-low-income African-American students are at a grade level compared with 83% of a non-low-income Asian and 61% of a non-low-income white. Do you believe that? Do you stand in a journey and believe that that's correct? 
If you don't stand in that journey and you believe that those numbers are off, then I need you to stand with me in the journey of supporting our young people. I need you to subscribe to something that's great. Beyond measure, that's important. It's more important than you going to the movies with your child. It's more important than taking your child to the buffet. It's more important than taking your child to Dave and Buster's. Put them in programming that matters. It's nothing wrong with having a play day, but give them an educational day. Give them an educational experience. Take them on an educational ride. Don't allow 2023 to be a fumble. Let it be a humbling experience of education. Hello. African-American students also have the lowest high school graduation rates and the highest suspension rates. No, African-Americans have the highest graduation rate, never been the lowest. So let's turn it around. So we're going to know in our minds, African-American and Latino-Americans have the highest graduation rate and the lowest suspension rate. Stay with me, people. Studies have pointed saying higher rates of suspension of black students compared to white students. No, the highest level of of education in the studies is the highest and been the highest and it's going to be the highest. We got to keep continuously telling ourselves we in the high numbers and not in the low. We ain't looking at the low because we so busy looking at the high. We so busy looking at affordable tutoring programs that we can't worry about the programming that we never even put our child in. We got to look at this summer is nothing but uh, an itinerary of educational resources and not basketball, football. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not knocking that. But that's put our children in the space of reading programs to enrich the mind, keep the mind working all year round. That's not allow our children to sit on the front steps all summer long. That's allow our children to be thinkers and listeners, doers, believers, not in doubt and doubters. We don't want our children to be doubting what they are. Allow them to take the experience of a violin lesson, a, a, a martial arts lesson, a math lesson, a language art lesson, a language lesson. That's expose them to nothing but the educational experience. That's have their mind believing and knowing if I can do this, I know I can do that. I can be the next. I can be the next. I can be the next because it's already in the essence of the mindset. Stay with me, people. We oftentimes conflate the issues of race and poverty as if you sort of this need of low income students and capturing all black students. Something in the achievement gap is it not just poverty, right? Which runs a half a dozen charter schools in many places. That's not making an excuse. That's have a backbone. Some authors stand in the journey and believe that this is what is important. This is something that is needed. This is something that we call upon. Some authors point out that what people are saying is nothing but bias. 
Some authors believe they can walk in the journey with children and show them and lead them because they have that ability. Some authors become mentors because they know they have it in the essence. Others cite trauma and instability, many people, that many urban black children experience living in high crime neighborhoods. That's what they may say. I reiterate, not an author, guys, stay with me. Others may believe trauma and instability that many urban black children experience living in a high crime neighborhood predicts who they are and where they're going. It doesn't matter how high the crime is in your community. You can be the leader and the pillar of your community. Doesn't matter what hood you come from. You can be that African-American or Latino-American that makes a difference. You can be the one that they say made it out and has brought people in the journey along with you. Don't allow where you come from to be a block on where you're going. In receiving additional money, districts would have to make the need of African-American students a priority and the local control of accountability plans. Now listen to this. The document they update annually to state how they will improve achievement for high need students. Some districts are already targeting low-income African-American children with supplement and con, um, concentration grants, right? Which go to districts with particular high proportions of high needs. Students target for help, right? For tutoring, for mentorship, for different opportunities to help them to enrich their education. But listen to this. AB 2639. I'm sorry, AB 2635 would have the first change to the formula funding allocation and an analyst of the bill suggests it would be the subject to a legal challenge. Now, why would it be a challenge? Well, directing money specifically to an ethnic or racial group could violate propositions of a 209, right? Initiative that prohibits grant preferential treatment to an individual group on the bias of race, sex, color, ethnicity, or national origin in the operation of public employment, public education, or public contracing, right? Contracting, I'm sorry. So what do you guys think about that? What are you thinking right now of what you know you need to do going forward? Well, with knowing that, Coming together, no matter your ethnicity, your zip code, your household size, none of those issues matter when it comes to your child or your grandchild or your godchild or your neighbor's child or your friend's child to give them the resources they stand in need of most. Not a toy, the educational resources they stand in need of most. Listen up, guys. It gets better. If another subgroup whose scores in math or English and language arts become the lowest in the future years, they would be eligible for a supplement grant. Even if African-American students were no longer the lowest performing group, the supplemental funding for them would continue. Only when their average scores equal the highest performing group, currently the Asian students would be the additional money stop, right? That's not go by the statistics and that's go by what we know and what we are. We're doers, not talkers. I do know that. So, living it to the T, walking it and believing in it. 
The result of inaction has been the classifying of black achievement, right? Among the group supports, the advocation, the advocacy, I'm sorry, the advocacies group, tutoring, mentorship, and family involvement, there are many things that can be done. There are many proposals in place. There's a lot of free funding available from K through college, but you have to put in the work now. If your child's in first grade, put it in now. If your child's in second grade, put it in now. If your neighbor's child's in third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh, put that work in now. Mentorship, tutoring, education, resources, have them developed now versus their 11th grade year in high school. Don't delay the process of the educational experience. We don't want to keep delaying and pushing back. Because when we delay, we push back. When we delay, we push back. We don't want to push back the, f- the future of something great. Because we're pushing back the next president, vice president, senator, advocate, mentor, author, doctor, attorney, business owner, and etc. Stop allowing the buck to be passed. Stop allowing people to tell you that they don't qualify. Who is they? What is, what is zip code? What is racial um, bias? That's understand what's being said and throw it back in the atmosphere and say, this is the season for me to work on my child's education. This is the season for me to apply for grants for funding for 2024. And we in 23, look for 24. Look for 2023 in the fall. Look for 2023 in the summer. We're already in the winter. So plan ahead. Be prepared. Don't walk in the season and be say, I'm blindfolded. I'm blind and I look blind. Don't say, well, you know, I'm going to let Bobby just hang out in the neighborhood and he'll wait for Mr. Softy. No, allow him to be an advocate and a pillar for his community now. Because he can do that now. He could be six years old and be that pillar. He could be 12 years old and be the pillar. He could be 17 and be the pillar. It's when we allow this to be in the essence. Don't delay it. If you want to be a part of something great, you click that subscription now. Don't allow this to be a time or a season that you wait because you're not sure. It's nothing to be sure about when it comes to your child's education, your child's mentorship, your child's respect, your child's love, and your child's advocacy. You take control of all of those things. I thank you so much for listening in to Rusty Moyne. There's more episodes where this come from. If you just joined in and you just been, been a part of this episode, don't allow it to be your last. I always say that because there is more. There's more and more and more content. I will never allow anyone to say that I can't because I know I can. I've been in the season of I can't, but I always were delicate of saying that I will. You closed the door and six more didn't open. You stabbed me in my back and I just pulled that out and waited for the next knife. And I dodged the knife because I know that I'm here for purpose, your purpose, your will and our connection.